you or someone you love needs help for an addiction, where do you turn? Foundations Recovery Network offers individualized treatment for the whole person. Our goal goes beyond short-term sobriety. We address substance abuse and co-occurring mental health issues together, providing a firm foundation for long-term recovery. The first step is often the hardest, but we're here with a free assessment, insurance information, and treatment options. Our confidential helpline is available 24-7, so call 877-714-1318 and discover the Foundation's Recovery Network difference today. That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Sober Guy Radio. Thanks to humans for bringing us in, and thanks to you for supporting the show. We're live at Innovations in Recovery Conference in San Diego, California, brought to you by Foundations Recovery Network, uh, one of the amazing sponsors of Sober Guy Radio. Uh, much love and a big thanks to them for bringing us out and letting us hang out here and connect with some awesome folks in the recovery community. Uh, very excited to be here. Brought the whole family out once again, so they're hanging out at the beach while we're uh, putting in some work and just uh, really enjoying ourselves. Um, we have uh, we have a great guest for you today, Jen Angier from Here for Your Family uh, is going to talk to us today about um, uh, some very important work that uh, that she and her team are doing. Uh, Jen, welcome to the show today. Thank you. So one one thing before we jump right in, I love that uh, when when Jess and I and the kids came down to the to the welcome party on the first night, you were like one of the first people that uh, that we started talking, and um, the passion just bleeds through you like no other about mm-hmm. the work that you're doing. And, and we, Jess and I both thought that was really really cool. So uh, I, I, I'm excited to hear more about it. Oh well, thank you so much. Um, just seeing your your children come up the come up the grass with your little one he was wearing a little bow tie and yeah. oh my gosh I was I, I, children are a magnet to me as soon as I yeah. see them they're they're my heart and my passion and yeah uh, so it was it was a, a wonderful connection to make through the children yeah well that and that so I, I guess that's a, a kind of a great segue into the work that you're doing um, and I'll let you elaborate definitely more because you're the expert on it because you do the work but from what I understand you actually um, help families who a parent needs to go into recovery you actually go into the home and help care for the children and help take care of business while the um while the mother or the father is is seeking treatment and trying to get help and and restore their life and put put it back together basically absolutely that's exactly what we do so our firm uh, comes in um, we essentially kind of trade places with a parent that needs to seek inpatient treatment uh, it's a it's a big trigger for our for our parents, yeah. moms or dads, that um, when they want help, yeah. they, they truly want to get help. Yeah. But they say, "I've got three kids. Who's going to come in and take care of my three kids? Yeah. Who can honestly stop their life and come in and take care of my children so that I can yeah. go inpatient?" Yeah, and uh, that is what we do. We we stop our lives. We we put our lives on hold. Uh, personally, we move into our clients' homes and we assume their life. And, and their uh, 
world. Yeah. Um, and and uh, their routines and their everything that they do. You know, our lives are so busy in 2017. Oh, yeah. Everything is fast paced with short Absolutely. attention spans. And yep. Yeah. Definitely. And it doesn't matter if you have one child, if you have six children. It doesn't matter how big the household is. They're all busy. And so to think that somebody can come in and keep that moving for the children. Is, is important. I can't imagine having six children. I love my kids <laughs> so much, but my wife, man, she just she crushes it and takes care of those kids. And I play, you know, my, my part is trying to be the best dad I can too. But it is a tough, tough thing. How do you go in um, to an environment like that and uh, and and keep everything together? That's yeah. got to be uh, quite a challenge, but quite rewarding, I'm sure it is too. Absolutely rewarding. Um, we we see families that children specifically that are thriving when their family is in crisis because of the work that we're doing so when we come into a family home it's it's not going well Um, you know they they are at a point in their in their lives that they have a parent who is in a position where they need to seek residential treatment so to be at that point there's there's a lot of things that have fallen apart for them and and the children see that and they experience that and they feel that so we see a lot of uh, lack of routine and structure some families have had it and have lost it and some families have never had it uh, it's just never, been kind of chaotic yeah, for the most. They, they the just don't the know how to put that together. Yeah. So we come in and uh, we're expecting a lot of chaos to come in. Yeah. But that is that's our craft and that's our our life's work is what we've done um, coming in and expecting that. And it just a lot of our biggest piece of what we bring in is our patience, yeah. our patience to understand that that the children are only behaving the way they are because they want attention. They yeah. want attention. They're confused. They're traumatized. There's a lot happening. Definitely when you have a, 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 a product of the environment that they're um, that they're living in. I'm sure it's probably yes. pretty unstable and yeah. uh, unpredictable at times. Which I know from personal experience as a kid, uh, can be tough to tough to deal with. You know, a lot of emotional um, things going on there. Yes. That's, so how how long um, how long do you and your team come in for and actually stay? Like, what's standard, um, what's standard operation, I guess? Yes. Well, uh, so first of all, one caregiver comes in and stays the duration of the contract with the family. So right. um, we, we just have one. We have many uh, family support specialists within our, within our firm. However, just one comes into a family at a Got time. It. So they move in. Uh, we do, for any families that are parents in residential treatment, we do ask for a five-week minimum, Got it. Uh, which mirrors a 30-day treatment program and that's really for the longevity and the time to make some changes within the family. Yeah, I was going to say because you got to you have to actually establish some sort of routine and that's yes. not going to happen overnight. Even I would say 5 weeks is really a, a very short period of time to establish any kind of um, active routine and program and um, and and then be able to take that and continue on with it after the 5 weeks. Yes. That's a whole other story. Absolutely. Sure. So so really the first 2 weeks that we come in chain is we're teaching. We're seeing what's happening, what this family dynamic looks like when we come in, what it what we we feel as the professionals it needs to look like so that it caters you know to everybody and uh, the first two weeks are putting our our, um, routines and our structure into place the next three weeks of our five-week minimum we're practicing yeah practice and practice and practice and over that time the children really fall into that sense of comfort yeah. For, for the first time in a long time, and sometimes the first time ever, they know what's expected of them, and they feel safe, and yeah. they feel comfortable. It's huge, the safe, 
like safe like yes it's so like when you just say it like that like they feel safe it's like every child should feel safe no matter what especially in their own home especially in their own home and unfortunately um you know that's it's not always the case but with programs like yours i mean that's what you're bringing to it um how how does that um We've actually talked about this a couple of times. It's came up in some of the other uh, shows that we've done uh, since we've been um, at the Innovations and Recovery Conference. But, like, how do you separate, you know, work life and and because I I would imagine that there's some sort of attachment and um, you know some some emotional feelings when you see these children. Yes. We're dealing with children here. Come on, yes. anyone who's got half a heart yes. feels for a child. Like, how do you kind of go in with the with the work mode but still stay compassionate? Like, I'm sure that's a tough balance too. Well, I think that that shows so much comes so much from my experience and my background. Um, yeah. I personally, which which I am training and and working with all of our staff to pass on some of my philosophies and and teach my concepts to our staff that are also going in. But it starts with me. Um, I am just about at a 25-year professional nanny career. So my, the last 25 years, I have worked in the private home. And for for many of them, it was uh, working with families that wanted my help. Yeah. Um, And now over the last six years, I have moved to families that need, need my help. And so um, I'm coming in, I personally, as a family support specialist, um, I come in knowing that the family needs to make some changes, having, again, the patience to come in and, and just really putting some pieces in play that yeah. the children feel, the, they feel the love from as soon as we come in the door. Yeah. They know we're there for them. And it's just part of the, the, the yeah. personality and, and what I personally bring when I come into a house. And, you know, there's, there's some resistance <clears throat> from, really? from children, um, so especially some of our school-age children, yeah. our, you know, 8, 9, 10-year-olds of, you know, <clears throat> I, I don't want you to be here. I want my mom a, to be here. Do you find a lot of them um, or some of them acting out in, you know, any trouble? troubled youth like is that like a a pretty big thing oh yes so how do you deal with something like that we see a lot well we are not clinical within uh here for your family our company is not clinical um and we however we ensure that that all takes place i see so you have different you have different resources that you use to address because every situation is different right absolutely so you kind of have um those resources lined up when beforehand when you know we do and and our goal is to provide comfort for the family so we really if if they if the family's already working with a therapist which 99 percent of our clients are the the family already has a therapist the children might have a uh, therapist that they're seeing they might have a play therapist that they're working with we want that to remain the same we we don't we we have some uh, alternative resources if the family doesn't have any but we really like to make work with what what, what they have already Got it. so we just really make sure that that clinical aspect is taken care of because it's so important we cannot do our jobs yeah as family support specialists yeah. if we don't have the clinical side because it just it, it needs to be all encompassing but for us to be in the family home we see inside the four walls of that house Shane yeah. that few people see oh i'm sure Few people see what really goes on there. And even if the family, even if the children are seeing a a, a therapist or have a counselor that they're working with, they, they don't really get what's really happening. I mean, you you can't, you can't get there. You know, you're, you're, you're an hour a week. Some, some families are lucky enough to see their therapist twice a week, but so two hours a week does not equate to 
what we see when we move in. Well, yeah, it doesn't do justice no. to the actual environment that where you're there 24, right. you know, 7 pretty and, much. And that's not a negative towards that. Yeah, that's it's the just best different. that the therapist yeah. can do. We yeah. are just lucky to get that really inside seat to what's happening in the house because we're able to address many more things that are happening that we would never know. What's uh what what's the like what do you love best about the work that you do? Like what's close to you? What I love best is the the safety and the um consistency that we're able to leave for the families. The, the children really do have a total different mindset when we have finished working with them and lucky enough, which is no accident, that's when their parents coming back. And so Yeah, I wanted to ask you about everybody's that Everybody's learning how everybody's learning how to live life differently. Yeah. So parent goes to treatment, goes to residential, they're learning how to live life differently. Yeah. They're learning how to cope. They're learning um, different techniques and, uh, and and what to do with some of their how to respond to some of their triggers. We are teaching that same concept to the children age appropriately at home. Got it. So so every every so as a family collectively, everything's changing. There's a lot of things going on. Um, I know for me, like coming back out of treatment and coming back home, that was like treatment. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to say it was easy, but it was easier than coming back yes. home because in treatment, I'm, I have access to therapists and mm-hmm. my you know the community in there. Um, I'm not around drugs or alcohol. I don't have any of that. But when I go home. Now I'm free to do whatever the hell yes. I want. And it's up to me to like, you know, be surrounded by that community and um, and start practicing the things that I've learned. I came out wearing Wranglers. I never wore <laughs> Wranglers in my life. And I had this week stint where I didn't really know who the hell I was. Like I couldn't find my identity. Yeah, my wife will tell you, it's just hilarious. And, um, and so I guess my point to that is it can be very confusing at yes. times. So what is... Um, Take me like what's one story that really stands out to you that um, that you see that you just like makes you smile that you really saw a successful you know transition from that period. Yes. So um, we, when we do typically stay, first of all, a week, sometimes two weeks, to coach a family and a parent back into their home. Yeah. Uh, we want their their home is different. We want it always to be recognizable, but it's 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 a healthier home yeah. certainly than what they left it. Yeah. Uh, so just being able to be there for them to help bridge that together and and have a comfort to them coming home because it is scary to come home. Um, but I had I had a mom come home and um, I had not this particular ex- experience in this particular contract. I had not met the mom before she left I see. for treatment. And so um, I did not meet her until eight weeks later when she came home from treatment. Uh, she walked in her front door, and I had been living in her home with her children for the last eight weeks. And uh, she hugged me and, um, it, crying in my ear, said, huh. "Please don't leave me. I can't. I can't do this without you." Wow. And um, to have that That's kind crazy. of uh, of introduction to a a vulnerable woman yeah. that was was scared as all get out to come home yeah and her main trigger her, really her top main trigger was her child really? was her 11-year-old child and the behaviors that her 11-year-old child exhibited and um, it, it's scary for a parent to admit that they are that they don't like their child and that they don't want to be around their child and that their child scares them yeah. Um, and so to be um, newly in recovery, newly in coming home, and having to greet that child and see that child is terrifying. And that's when she said, 
you know, please don't leave me. I can't do this without yeah. you. So to be able to stay with them and and show her not only what we have done, but her daughter was so proud. Really? To show her the milestones that she hit. So she had had her own success. Absolutely. In, um, in kind of learning how to deal with mom and yes. her, deal with her own self, yes. being even at 11. That's cool. So they're That's able really to cool. share one another's success with each other. Yeah. And, and they match on a lot of them. That's awesome. And um, and I don't think mom is expecting to match anything with her daughter. Yeah. I think right they out. had always been such knocking heads and always against each other that when they came home, she was expecting the same thing and thinking, yeah. how am I going to handle this? And yeah. um, they, they again, they learned similar concepts. And so they were able to come together in a connection that they'd never had before. Jen, I love the work you're doing. Thank um, you. Uh, if anyone wanted to reach out to you, uh, contact you, learn more about the program, uh, where could they go? Yes, our website is uh, dot com. You can also search for Here for Your Family uh, on the web. And uh, we are family support specialists, and it is our goal to... Um, create a healthy environment for families that are in transition and that's what our families are in when, when we're going for a new life of recovery Jen thanks so much for joining Sober Guy Radio great to be here at Innovations in Recovery San Diego thanks for tuning in today peace love respect go to thatsoberguy.com for more information keep your blood clean <laughs>